Two additional Buffalo Sabre games will be postponed, as well as three more New Jersey Devils games and two more Minnesota Wild games. There's been so many postponements of so many games because so many teams, like we said last episode, have been put on the COVID protocol list because they keep on testing positive. They're postponing all these games. Like some divisions might have to play less games than other divisions. When we hit game number 14, I think, is when we're a quarter of the way through the season. But I think once we hit like halfway, if they have to postpone anymore it's gonna get really awkward i think i was reading that they don't know when the season is really supposed to end because if they're going to add games or do whatever then it could end in like july which is a really weird time (laughs) i think the latest date that they can finish the season is sometime in july or i think it was july there's like a date in july where it's like that's where we need to like award the stanley cup we can't go further than that we're gonna have a six month or an eight month 54 game season yeah i was just gonna say that the league they introduced four new changes to their in arena protocols so hopefully that kind of helps a bit i mean we'll have to see yeah what was one of them marjorie what did you write down was it portable air yes so portable air filters removal of glass behind the benches um additional locker space Oh, yeah. And then this was the funniest one of all. So technically there are four, but one was taken away after players complained way too much. So you were only allowed to be maxed before a game at a, at a rink an hour and 45 minutes. But then all the players and everyone was complaining, well, like, how can you do this? It's like, you know, we need time to prep, like whatever already there, like blah, 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 blah. So they kind of took that away. So technically there's only three new protocols. This is the thing though. I think out of all of them, that protocol makes the most sense. You know, just them taking out one of the most significant protocols due to player backlash, I think also speaks volumes on where they're at and how they basically can't really set any strict things without being like, oh, no, no, I don't want to hurt their feelings, whatever, whatever. Also for me, it's like an hour and 45 minutes is a long time. It probably seems like, it probably seems like a lot of time to us, but for the players, it's like nothing. No, and I know that because they have their pregame rituals and they have to have a meeting and get ready and this and that. But it's also like in a pandemic, you know, switch it up a little bit. Like realize that the world issues are bigger than your pregame ritual this week. I'm sorry. Like, let's make some sacrifices and, you know, at least you get to play hockey. And I know that might sound a little harsh, but, you know, given the circumstances of what other people are in right now, I think you can sacrifice a little bit of your time and, you know, be a little safer, especially if you keep on seeing all of your other fellow NHLers continuously test positive (laughs) for this very deadly virus. I'd be a little worried. wraparound with Grace, Alessia, and Marjorie. So last week's episode, Grace gave us, you know, lots of amazing information and insight into the NWHL. She gave us a lot of great picks, you know, games to watch, you know, what you can watch on every team, you know, just great, great insight. And sadly, the NWHL season is currently suspended. I was heartbroken for two reasons. One, because my preview lost all relevance in like 24 hours. And then the second was because they had to postpone the season. And you know what? You could still use that preview when they hopefully come back because it's not like anything has changed or any teams have, you know, are going to change or anything. But this all started when the Metropolitan Riveters and the Kinetic 
kinetic the Connecticut whales both pulled out of the tournament only leaving four teams left and so like I said there's still hope for the season to resume since it's only suspended and not canceled but that is a that is as of right now my goodness I have trouble saying words today also really unfortunate because this season the league saw significant audience growth in their viewing it sat all around and I was going to pose this question to you guys actually so I was writing considering the lack of communication and funding available to the league which ultimately contributed to the poor management of the bubble should the league reach out to other organizations and campaign to supply a better environment for when the playoffs eventually resume I mean obviously that is an option I think the league is trying their best to grow the game and I think it's going to come down to trying to get as many sponsorships and like you know big corporations to sponsor them and give them money so they can operate safely I think with the budget that they probably had this year they did their best and it was kind of sad to see the NWHL season get suspended. But like you mar- mentioned, Marjorie, you know, the growth of the game and the coverage that they got just goes to show that people truly care about women's hockey and they want to watch. My opinion is that you can't blame the league because look at the NHL, like money or not, the NHL has millions of dollars and they still have teams being shut down and games being postponed like right, left, and center every day. I was reading somewhere. I do not think it was on ESPN. It Darn. might have been TSN. We are waiting for that. I was reading that they weren't really properly monitoring who uh, was coming in and out and how were, how players were quarantining, what they were supposed to do if they needed to, or if a team needed a new player, how was that going to affect the team? So those are some of, you know, the factors that you, you could say contributed to what happened. But like you guys perfectly said, you know, you can't blame the league and, you know, they did what they could, you know, with what they were given. But it also just shows how important it is to support you know, women's sports and be able to give them the same opportunity as other sports that are obviously dominated by males and so that they can properly play the game and not have to go through this. You know, they were already playing a really short two-week tournament and not for them to not even be able to finish that, that just goes to show, you know, the lack of support and coverage that they've received in past years because if they had gotten more support or encouragement then they wouldn't be where they were again it all comes down to money like the nhl just bought i think or was it just the leafs but they just bought a bunch of rapid tests so that everybody who comes into the arena can get a rapid test when they come in like the nwhl doesn't have the money to do that yeah and i think you also i think you also texted us that all the teams were staying at the same hotel yeah, two of the teams. I think it was the Riveters. Potentially the Connecticut Whales. I think so. Both. I think that's who it was, yeah. But I was also reading that, I can't remember who said this, but it was someone on the Toronto Six. I can't remember if it was the coach or, you know, head of management that they were saying that, I might be taking this out of context, but the girls, the the women on the team were essentially willing, you know, to die to continue playing in the playoffs because, you know, they really wanted to play. And, you know, if that doesn't tell you how passionate these women are about playing pro sports and about, you know, staying in an environment that's potentially dangerous to them, you know, that would concern their health. That just goes to show that they they deserve something like this. They deserve to be able to play, you know, sports and have a living wage and have sponsors and be able to be broadcasted on, on national uh, broadcasting channels. So it just, it's really unfortunate Hopefully they can start up again soon and uh, Grace can give us some more of her takes on the NWHL. (laughs) We're going to now talk about, like I said, not so positive vibes right now, Leafs 
injuries. One in particular that just happened, that was just announced today actually, is Wayne Simmons, his broken wrist. And he'll be out for six weeks. And he sustained that injury last night? No, no, no. Saturday. What day did they play? Yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Not Super Bowl Sunday. It was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. So against the Canucks. To think that Wayne Simmons played such a good game. Everybody's acting like Wayne Simmons' injury is the end of the world for the team. Now it sucks. Yeah. It is so sad. It's not the end of the world. Like they aren't going to mm-hmm. drop to the bottom of the standings knock on wood without him Thornton or Robertson because these are all players that they've acquired during the offseason or are new to the team so we might have to deal with some flashback to 2020 Leafs bubble hockey but like they still did fine I guess what I'm saying is that everybody really overreacted because they were like Wayne Simmons the team is doomed (laughs) yeah he's out for six weeks which sucks like it sucks so bad because he was doing so well but it's not the end of the world yeah I mean I think I mean, that's why I was upset because he was finally, I think, starting to find his his place Mm -hmm. like within the team. And, you know, he was playing really well against the Canucks. You know, it's sad. And, you know, I definitely was like, come on, you know, this is the worst. Something always happens to the Leafs, whatever, whatever. But, you know, we do have players that can come in and and fill the spot. And, um, you know, the team has just been playing so well as a collective and, you know, line for line that I I think this should be okay. Speaking of other players that are supposed to come in, Rasmus Sandin is supposed to make his season debut tonight. That'll be a good addition, especially because I'm pretty sure Rasmus has been wanting to finally crack the lineup. And, you know, I think he's been itching to play for the, the main team. So let's see if he can show some of his skills and put some of, you know, our Leafs minds to, to rest. That's enough Leafs for now, so Alessia's brain won't explode on us. Oh, but now we're going to talk about one of her other favorite teams, obviously. Obviously, the Ottawa Senators. Come on. Come on. It's everybody's favorite team. And so um, Alessia actually brought this to my attention, so I'm actually going to let her uh, take the reins on this. So um, Derek Stepan from the Ottawa Senators. Uh, This was kind of big news. I mean, not overly huge news, but I wanted to mention it to the girls. He switched his number from 15 to 21. Uh, Number 21 was being worn by Logan Brown, so he has now changed to number 27. In the same week, there were rumors, if not if this is this probably even is an actual thing, not even a rumor, that he has also requested a trade. He was acquired by the Senators in December from the Arizona, Arizona Coyotes for a second round pick. So this is like a couple of months after he joined the team and he already wants out. He's already changed his number. I mean, he's previously worn number 21 with both the Coyotes and the Rangers, but like, what is going on? I hate to burst the dramatic bubble. I love this narrative that we're creating here. But I did my research this morning. Surprisingly, I actually did work for this. He had a really hard time adjusting to being in Ottawa because his family's still in the States. Um, His hometown is Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Yes, And he's been in Arizona for a while, and he was with New York before then. So he changed to number 21. But first, can you imagine being Logan Brown and having Derek Stepan just, like, light up your phone? He hasn't played this season. He only played 23 games last season, and he had a goal and eight points. But also, like, Brown was was drafted by the Senators, wasn't he? Yeah, 11th overall. Yeah, and so for Stepan to come... (laughs) <laughs> you know, just recently in December on the team 
and be like, hey, Logan, I know, you know, this is your your original team. You're drafted here. Can, but can I please have your number, even though I want a trade? But he also probably knows he's going to be gone in a, in a month or so. Technically, like he is a veteran, so you got to give him that. But at the same time, I kind of feel for Logan Brown because it's like, hey, by the way, I want your number. And as a young player, it's kind of like you're not going to say no to a guy who's played so many years in the of NHL. Course. But like you said, Grace... There's other factors that come into this decision that, you know, him requesting a trade, especially now with COVID and like family related factors, it, it makes sense. The number thing, I, I don't know, but yeah. the more of like the trade makes sense. It's not the end of the world if you don't play with the same number you had. They're hockey players. They yeah, have to be superstitious. It's, it's all, it's all like, like superstitious stuff like we know yeah, exactly. like hockey players are like that okay okay so now we're going to move on to the <laughs> point in our show where you guys actually ha- do have the opportunity to speak freely over one another because it's our open discussion time we're going to start off with our first topic which i will post to you two and i guess i'll have my thoughts on it as well um the nhl is considering postponing this year's draft so 2021 to next year 2022 Ladies, start talking. Please, 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 please do this. I say this for the sake of every junior, college, any hockey player on the entire planet who's looking to get drafted to the NHL. The past year and a half has not been fair to them at all. Like, how how are they being scouted? Because not all players have equal opportunities. Like, some have private trainers they can go work out with. Some don't. It'll be a mess to sort out afterwards. Trying to put two drafts into one because I'm assuming they'd keep it that way. No team is in need of like a lot of draft picks except for maybe Detroit. <laughs> but like, no team needs them. Yeah, like like you said, mainly the main reason that they came up with this idea is because a lot of 2021 eligible players are not even able to play hockey right now so like grace said it's really not fair to them and the nhl has never hosted back-to-back drafts so i guess that will go down in history but yeah grace said it perfectly it's it's fair it's only fair to the players and plus you know not only is it you know fair to the players in the sense that you know they'll get scouted fairly based on you know actual performance but you know kind of seeing the draft you know virtually this past like last year um obviously it wasn't the same but I also felt for the players on a different sense where you know they weren't getting the same experience as other past draftees in the sense that they're in this big stadium they get to hear their their name called out they get they walk down the stairs and they get to put on their jersey in front of you know thousands of people and you know I think every person who puts in so much so much work and and you know sweat into something that they really enjoy and then they work their whole life for I think they deserve to kind of have their their moment of glory and and hear their name get called up on the big screen so hopefully next year next year's draft and that they do postpone this year's draft to next year you know they'll be able to have the opportunity where they can be back in the stadium and you know everybody can be together again and and really celebrate and celebrate these young players and, and their amazing accomplishments speaking about accomplishments we're going to talk about the pwhpa and their new partnership with the new york rangers and toronto maple leafs 
Yeah, I was going to say I read about uh, the whole partnership and under the new partnership, the PWHPA will be receiving enhanced marketing coordination and support, sponsorship consulting on commercial efforts and a future secret Dream Gap Tour to showcase players. So that's basically what they are receiving from this partnership, which is pretty huge and crucial in growing the game of women's hockey. Yeah, and it's, it's nice to see that these two teams, you know, stepped up and, you know, offered their services and were the first two teams to, to have a partnership with the PWHPA. So it'll be fun to see, um, you know, how they work together and how they mesh two worlds of men's hockey and women's hockey to kind of meet in the middle and, you know, not advertise, you know, specifically women's sport, but just, you know, fair play and, you know, fair opportunities and, um, you know, really get the word out there that these female players deserve to be on a team and deserve to get paid for, for what they do. You know, they reached out to two very big markets in particular, and um, it, it was very strategic. It's not just by chance that they happened to choose the New York Rangers or the Toronto Maple Leafs. Those are two massive markets, and it's two markets that they can really, really open the game, uh, the women's game, to, to lots of lots of people. And let's talk about the 2022 Winter Olympics, which is very, very close. I got really excited to talk about this because I love the Olympics. Oh, um, me too. Yes. Like the NHL is great. I love the NHL, but junior hockey and Olympic hockey yes, are please. like injected into my veins. Especially world junior hockey. Yeah. Also, and also that. And also like whenever the Olympics are on, like I watch so many sports that I don't normally watch. Like I'll watch speed skating. I'm like, yes, gonna win. Right. Or like any sport <laughs> that's like on the ice or like on the snow, which is pretty much every winter Olympic game. <laughs> but um, I'm like, I just want Canada to win. And so I get very competitive about every sport. But we're going to talk about hockey. Yes. What are you going to say? Did you want like our projected rosters? Is that what you wanted from us for this? No, that... I saw yes. something about that. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. I was going to say, who's on your Canadian Olympic team roster? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh. So, oh, Grace, you want to start? I don't have to. I was going to say, if Alessia wants to start, she can go ahead. Well, I don't have the entire roster. Like, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to take the time to do that, but I do have a couple of players for each position that I think would make it or be crucial for Canada. So for goalies, Price and Hart, I mean, it's like having two carry prices. In That's that, who I had. <laughs> okay, we're on the same page. I mean, we've, we've mentioned this countless times, how Carter Hart resembles Carey Price. I, I don't think I have to say that again, because we've said that so many times. Um, two of for- the three goalies that we really, really love on the show, the third being Marc-Andre Fleury, just because of Grace. Thank you. Yeah. He deserves the recognition. On defense, I would say Kale McCarr and Alex Petrangelo. Mm-hmm, Forwards, mm-hmm. McDavid, McKinnon, and Crosby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. So I have mine set up a little differently. Because um, I feel like... Enlighten us. The NHL right now is so full of Canadian talent. It's kind of insane. Um, I see. So I don't think they'll have to carry on many, as the Olympics call them, amateurs on the team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, cause it, it could just be all NHL players and it would be a killer hockey team. So we have the obvious, like Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, Steven Stamkos, Carey Price, and Nathan McKinnon. Those all feel like obvious players who will make the roster for me. And then the lesser obvious would be like John Tavares, Mitch Marner, Morgan Riley, Leaf trifecta right there. I love how um, it's all Leafs. <laughs> and then Carter Hart and Kale McCarr. 
because you could argue that Jordan Bennington is going to play more than Carter Hart. Yeah, I think I can't remember whose projected lineup I saw, but they had Bennington as the third goalie. See, I that's like I would have Price and then Bennington and then Carter Hart. I like that feels right to me because Carter Hart's so young to be on an Olympic stage, I feel. I don't know, but like it it's could hard to tell top. either way. Yeah. Carrie Price would definitely be yeah. top and then Bennington, Hart, Hart, Bennington, whatever. But then an interesting point I'd like to bring up is the very less obvious Alexi Lafreniere. Hmm. I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think so either. Cause he could, like you, by the, by the 2022 Olympics, he'll be in his okay. second year. Yeah. But I don't know. I still don't feel like he I feel like, ready. I feel like you said, I think because there's so much talent in terms of Canadian hockey that they're going to go with their most experienced players. Like as mm-hmm. much as Lafreniere would probably be a great player in two years, that's kind of just what I'm thinking. Right. And then like the rest of the team would be filled out by like, um, Mark Shifley, Braden Point, Barzal, like you could fill out the team with that. But I yeah. did see an article projecting Alexi Lafreniere. And I just wanted to see your thoughts on that because I thought it was interesting because like a second it year on an Olympic team. Yeah. I think, I think it's a bold, bold choice. If you know, you know, hockey Canada went that route because like Alessia said, there are so many experienced Canadians yeah. in the league that have played Olympic games in their careers. So I feel like I don't think they would risk it, especially because Alexi Lafreniere has so many years ahead of him where he can play on mm-hmm. Olympic team. Why don't you give the opportunity to other guys who maybe haven't had the opportunity to play in the Olympics, who maybe were injured while they were overseas, um, you know, playing for the for the Canadian team, so on and so on. So it's a bold choice. I understand why that choice or that selection might have been made, but I don't think he would be put on the team I mean I agree with all of your choices I mean I think I think we all know that those are kind of like the obvious picks that you know how could you not have them on your team it's just it's so hard because there's so many great players to choose from and like not including some players like that's hard you know it's easy to be like I want this I want this I want this but then when you have to choose between two players and be like Hmm, which one's actually better? It's hard because they're all so great. And how do you really how do you really define who's great and like why they deserve to be on the team like against this guy? So I don't know. Hockey Canada always has, you know, a really big task ahead of them whenever they're preparing for the Olympics. And any any and any other national team that's playing in the Olympics also has a hard task. Um because they have to prepare themselves for Team Canada. And that's just, I'm not just saying that because, you know, I was born in this beautiful country, but because, you know, the team is really, really amazing all the time. And speaking about Team Canada, <laughs> or oh, speaking no, about I, Canadian I teams say that. and Canadian life, that we're going to move on. Third good segue of the day, Marty. I'm, so <laughs> I'm on the roll. We're going to talk, or no, we're going to move on to trivia in this week's trivia theme is Canada edition who was the first Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup Grace there are only two to choose from was it Montreal 
That is incorrect. He was an 06 team. Hold on. Have I made a mistake? Because, <laughs> okay, you see, I put in first Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. A couple of days ago when I looked, it said the Ottawa Senators. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. That's what? not right. Yeah, exactly. But yes, Grace, you are correct. It is the Montreal Yeah, Canadians. it's Montreal. Stupid Thank you. Google. You had me doubting my entire life. Dumb Google. I asked Google and Google did not give me the right answer. I was like, is it going to be like whatever. the Vancouver Rabbits or whatever one of their old team name was? No, I was looking at old NHL teams and there were some funny ones. Right? They sound so <laughs> stupid at some point. So I'm like, how did you manage? Okay, Grace won that one. My apologies. Um, I have lost See, my credibility. And then I get one right and it's tarnished. <laughs> I've lost all my credibility. Okay, next question. Which Canadian team has won the most Stanley Cups? Ding. Alessia. Montreal Canadiens. There you go. Okay, next question. Which Canadian player scored the most goals in their rookie season? So I have options for you guys. One, Joe Neuendijk. Two, Mike Bossy. Three, Luke Robitaille. Four, Dale Horachuk. And let me rephrase, let me say the question again. It says, which Canadian player scored the most goals in their rookie season? So it's not the all-time rookie goal scorer, whatever. It's which Canadian player has scored the most goals in their rookie season. Would you guys like me to repeat the, the options? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First, <laughs> you have Joe Newendijk. Second, you have Mike Bossy. Third, you have Luke Robitaille. And then fourth, you have Dale Horchuk. Ding. Alessia? Dale Horchuk? That is incorrect. See, I know you gave me options, but Timu is just right in front of my head. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I need the options again. Oh my god, Grace. I'm sorry. Okay. I also kind of want to hear you say them again because I think it's cute. Joe Newendike. Okay. Mike Bossy. Okay. Luke Robitaille. Okay. Dale Horchuk. And Alessia said Dale and that was wrong. Yes. You know those yeah. TikToks where they show you like two piles of cards and they're like, which one is your intuition telling you to go with? I'm yeah, going with a... Robitaille. That is also incorrect. I was, oh my God. Okay. Can you please tell us the answer? Alessia, why are you so exasperated with that one? <laughs> because I was debating between Mike Bossy and Dale Howard Chuck so hard. And it's, and it's Mike Bossy. Yeah. So Mike Bossy um, scored 53 in his rookie season and if I'm not mistaken his second overall and like Grace said Timu is first overall but he had 76 in his and I don't I don't think anybody's beating that anytime no. soon mm -mm. okay so it's one to one okay next question which current NHL team has the most Canadian players on their roster like all of NHL or Canadian NHL no all of NHL Says which current NHL team has the most Canadian players? I read on one roster. about this. Ding? Is, are, are, you, are you saying ding? Okay, there you ding. go. Ding, yes. Um, 
St. Louis? That is correct. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. I just remember it was a big thing when they won the cup. It's like Canada hasn't won a cup since 1982, and here's all of these Canadian players who just won. <laughs> yeah. There, I've, if I'm not mistaken, they have, well, the last stat I read is that they had 18 players. That's a lot. That's that's that quite a, a few. That's you quite play a few a whole players. game with 18 players. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Grace is currently leading Alessia. You can tie the game, and then I'll have to look for another question because I would not have a tying question, but I could do that quickly. So last or maybe last question. Which Canadian team has the longest winless streak in league history? Winless streak. Winless. The longest winless streak. AKA losing streak. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Ding. Yes, Alessia? I don't know. The Senators? No, that is incorrect. I don't know. You would think it's the Senators. Is it like all time? Like, are we talking like, could we say like the Nordiques? Like that time period oh, too? Yeah. Yeah. If it, I just said, which team has the longest winless streak in league history? Okay, you I guys are listening context. to my question. like a poorly written math quiz. <laughs> I think it's pretty self-explanatory if it says league history. Okay. Um. And why not? Let's go with the Quebec Nordiques just to spice things up a little bit. We've never said Nordiques on this podcast. Why not? No, you guys both are wrong. <laughs> the team that has the longest winless streak is the Winnipeg Jets with 30. Why did I read this earlier? <laughs> so you're both incorrect. Why is that so sad? I couldn't believe that you could lose 30 games in a row. Wait, but is That's this before horrible. they became the Atlanta Thrashers or after? Mm. No, after. I'm pretty sure it's under okay. the Winnipeg Jets name. Longest winless streak. You're making me doubt all of my all of my questions. No, I'm just now. wondering out of like general curiosity. Yeah. Because even some of the hmm. questions, like, can I say the Nordiques? Right? I don't know. Yeah, hold on. Let me pull up my NHL records. Yeah, so team records, longest winless streak season so in the season winnipeg jets 19 so 1980 1981 season so they started losing on october 19th and then it ended on december 20th merry christmas so two months (laughs) (laughs) two months going winless but this week we have crowned a new champion grace has finally won i'm so proud of myself I will send you a virtual um, sticker. Yeah, you better. I didn't get a, a virtual, virtual sticker. <laughs> okay, no stickers. Like four times. No okay, stickers. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. This is special. No stickers. Let me have this. Special one. <laughs> no this stickers to one. avoid favoritism. We need, like, once we're back in person, we need a belt. Like, you know how Bar Down has a belt? <laughs> like the- <laughs> we need something. That's so I'll, true. I'll buy one on a Dollarama. A candle. Here's a the candle. winning candle. Here's the winning candle. You're welcome. <laughs> or the winning, like, fake mouse. There you go. We got it. The winning cat toy. I was going to say, speaking on of winless and disappointing seasons, <laughs> I am now going to pose my weekly question to you guys and have Grace and Alessia's picks for this week. 
And this week's picks is on um, most disappointing player this season so far. So Grace, who's your pick? Who you got? So I listened to you and I checked the outline yesterday and I've been thinking about this for over 24 hours. And at 3.57, three minutes before we started recording, I still didn't have one. Uh, Because honestly, this was a really difficult question. I don't have a player where I was looking forward to watching them and be really good and have them tank. The only player I could come up with, and let me pull up my stats from HockeyDB so that I can actually back this up, is Evgeny Malkin. And not that he was terrible, just that he was a little disappointing. Can you guys stop choosing the same (laughs) picks? Well, you gave us a really hard question, and this was the one that made sense. Okay, so you explain your little thing, and I'll let Alessi explain. Okay, let me justify. In this season, so far, he's played 11 games and has two goals, four assists for six points, and he's uh, minus two. So... I love the plus minus stat. I don't know what it is. I'm in love with it. But he like, so every other season, he's been at least like a two point per game player in almost every other season. And now he's played 11 games and has two goals. So like, to me, that's what stands out as the most disappointing with air quotes around that, because like, there's not much to choose from. Everybody's so good this year. Alessia, your pick. That was one of my picks because I had I had two players, possibly a third, because I like to come prepared because me and Grace have been choosing <laughs> the exact same players. So she said Smart Malkin. move, Alessia. <laughs> um, and it's kind of hard because a lot of the players that you would kind of point to are on teams that are losing. So it's not necessarily their fault, but at the same time, like, they're not doing great. So I chose Matt Murray as one of the Mm -hmm. other players, goalies. Mm -hmm. Uh, His stats so far, goals against average is 4.10. His save percentage is 0.875. Oh, no. I mean, like, you know, the Senators were expecting a lot of good things from him. He hasn't been horrendous in all of the games, but I think people were expecting a bit better of a performance from him. I mean, we said this in that episode when Matt Murray got traded that it was going to be hard for him to play his best when the team is clearly still not where they're supposed to be at. Um, And look, look at that. We're right. And so it'll, it's, it sucks to see Matt Murray in the position that he's in because you can arguably say that, okay, maybe it is kind of his fault, but maybe a lot of it has to do with the team that he has in front of him and the same with Evgeny Malkin you know you have to kind of see at the situation what's going on um but yeah he's also a player who's been pretty consistent so it's a little strange to see you know him not putting up the numbers that he usually puts but you also have to consider that's a different dynamic and a different time right now that we're living in so I mean I thought it was an interesting uh pick to make you guys to make you guys research and you know choose because um it's hard coming up with picks. I'm like, I'm like, I already asked them like favorite, you know, like player to watch, team to watch, game to watch. I'm like, what do I have to choose now? Next but- week is going to be like, who's your player's favorite dog? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I promise I'll come up with something really good. Okay. 
but yeah, great picks overall as always. And I'll be looking forward to whatever you guys, you, whatever you guys, you say, not next week, actually, but the week after. So if you guys uh, don't know, and maybe we haven't told you yet, but next week we'll be taking a little break. So there'll be sadly no episode for you guys. We're going to take a time to kind of work a little bit on our individual endeavors and, you know, kind of meet back and regroup so we can produce the best show possible. We don't want to overwork ourselves either and give you really crappy content because we would never want that. And so we're going to take a quick little break. I promise you it's only a week this time and not three months. Um, we're going to just <laughs> take the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, just a, a short little hiatus. And then I promise you the week following that, so the week of the 22nd, you will have a brand new episode from us to, to listen to and to interact with. And once you guys listen to this episode too, please interact with us on all our socials, on Twitter, on Instagram. Shoot us an email if you want to, whatever you want. Interact with us. Comment on our YouTube um, channel. I love whatever. getting emails. So please email us. Yes. We love interacting with new people. And so, yeah, so just talk to us about anything. Ask us questions about hockey if you want. And um, we'll try to give you the best opinion or best input possible. So thanks again for joining us on this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. As always, we have lots of fun producing this. So see you soon. Thanks for listening. And I hope you had fun. 